Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. What's up, witches? Welcome to Magic School. Happy post-solstice. Happy New Year, perhaps. I'm your host, Vermeen Hell's Daughter, and I'm dropping things right now. Um, and this is what I do, not drop things. Well, I do that too. Um, but I also help people level up their lives and enchant the everyday with approachable witchcraft that works. Because what other kind of witchcraft would you use? A little bit about me, just in case it's your first time or you weren't listening last time. Totally relatable. And if you were listening last time, also I'm going to mix it up a little bit. You might learn something new. So, my name is Vervine. I just turned 29. I live pretty much in Austin, Texas, but I grew up in Los Angeles. As they say, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could. I'm a zero-degree Sagittarius sun, Scorpio moon, Scorpio rising, in case anyone cares. I'm still not really sure what all that means. I'm a millennial. I know what that means. It means I'm broke as fuck. Just kidding. Cancel clear. I am abundant, always, in all ways, blah, 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 blah. I am super multi-passionate, which I'm pretty sure is code for ADHD. I wear a lot of hats. Here is the short list. Um, I'm an author. I wrote some books. They're about runes and essential oils and magic and stuff. People seem to like them. It's cool. I still have imposter syndrome about it, but I'm still really proud of them. Um, I'm the founder of Oil Coven, which is a badass community of witches who get together online to mix potions, cast spells, share witchy memes, learn about plant magic. It's awesome. It's a ton of fun. We learn so much together, and we would love to have you join us. Check out the show notes to learn more. I'm also a divinatory coach, a divinatory coach, and I also like speak really fast and slur my words sometimes just because I'm still not used to the shape of my own mouth after all these years. But I am a divinatory coach, which is <laughs> good thing I'm not a speech coach. Um, I am a divinatory coach, which is to say I'm basically a tarot reader, life coach, and mom friend rolled into one. And I'm also running a deal on my sessions right now through the end of 2021. Um, you can use the code 2022LETSGO. Uh, in, you know, on my website when you're checking out vervineandtheroses.com and that'll get you 20% off of my divinatory coaching sessions slash tarot readings, whatever you want to call them. Um, and also any add-ons that you see in the shop as well, 20% off those. So, and that's just through the end of this month. So you've got, you know, another week or so. Um, but you don't have to schedule, just so you know, you don't have to schedule your reading or your session or whatever. Um, like, it doesn't have to be in December. You just have to buy it before the coupon code expires, and then we can schedule it whenever it's convenient for you. So the sessions are an hour long. We meet over Zoom. Um, you can get it recorded if you want. And we, you know, we talk through what's on your mind and, and what are you wanting guidance with and then we work through that with the cards and with spirit and with you know whatever other tools called to be used um 
Anyhow, so yeah, you can book or like buy your sessions now and then schedule them later. You can even stock up now and schedule throughout the year, whatever feels good to you. Or you can just get one or you can get them as gifts and you don't have to wait for shipping. So if you know anyone who could use a reading or, a, you know, could use my services, you can hook them up for, for Christmas or solstice. It's not too late. It's not too late. Or if you know any Capricorns, it's a great birthday present. Um... Okay, so I am a definitory coach. Also, da, 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 I'm a singer-songwriter. My first single, October, is already out wherever you listen to music. Just search Vervain and the Roses and it should come up. And this is me officially broadcasting to the world out loud with my voice on the airwaves. My, well, it's not on the airwaves, is it? It's like on the internet. I don't know how internet podcast broadcast works um but this is me officially broadcasting my intention to the world to release six singles and one album by this time next year so by winter solstice 2022 i make an oath and if you listened to the last episode you'll know how much thought went into me just choosing to use that word and how, how much of a commitment that feels like um that I make an oath that by Winter Solstice 2022, I will have released six more singles and one album um, to various streaming services and music platforms. And so it is. So you can hear more of my music and support its creation. Also on Patreon, you can follow the creation of my album from start to finish um, and my singles, etc. And all the all the fun stuff that goes along with that, as well as I post like some fun cover songs and demos of stuff I'm still writing or stuff that will be on like future projects or whatever. So it's all it's all we have a good time over there. Um I currently receive $4 a month from Patreon, and I'm extremely grateful for every single one of those $4. Um, thank you. Thank you so much to my currently two patrons. I am so extraordinarily, extraordinarily grateful to have your support. Um, so yeah, that's me. Lots of hats. Uh, I also host a podcast and work a muggle job, but I've spent a long time talking about me already, and we're going to be done with that now. So let's talk about why we're here. Today, we're going to have a slightly different sort of episode. Um, it's not going to be the usual like lecture style lesson. This is going to be more of a hands-on demonstration. Um, and I'm calling, I'm going to tell you what your homework is right now, because if you want, if you're in a you know, if you're like at home and it's convenient for you right now, you can follow along and do your homework during this lesson. Um, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a year ahead reading. And I don't know that I've ever, I think I've done some year ahead readings on my birthday in the past. Um, I don't know what happened to them. And I don't think I like actually went back to look at what I had like what the cards had been throughout the year. You know, I don't think I went back to like look at it and and reflect on it. Um I yeah, I don't I know that I have done this sort of 12 card reading. Um but I don't I don't know that I learned anything from it because I don't think I did it. Um I just didn't like reflect on it really. So this time I want to do that. I want to do this together and I'm going to do a year ahead reading 
Um, I mean, it it is for me, but I, I want to read more general energy too. So like, I'm I'm hoping that some of what I read will be relevant to you, even if it it isn't all relevant to you. Um, but but I I am primarily reading for myself, I suppose. And what I'm hoping I will remember to do is throughout the year, as we come to the different stages of the year, um, I would love to on this podcast as like a, you know, a teaching, a learning experiment in action, um, you know, reflect back on what was the card that I drew for this time of year and how does it seem to be playing out and, and how is that you know, it's something I want to reflect back on and I thought it could be fun to do it together. So I thought we would do the reading here together today. It's also, I'm recording this. Um, <laughs> I actually, I got home tonight and slight tangent, but I think it's, I think it's relevant. Um, I got home tonight and I was chilling in my car. I was actually listening to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour and I was listening to their spooky sewed from this year and we were having a great time <laughs> and I was just chilling and then I, some part of me realized, um, oh, no, started thinking about, like, ideas for this podcast. You know, listening to a witchy podcast, thinking about ideas for a witchy podcast. Um, and when my brain turned to my podcast, then another part of my brain was like, it's, yeah, yeah, your, your next episode, that thing that you're thinking about ideas for right now, isn't that? isn't that supposed to be released in, in just a few hours? And I realized that was when I realized that it was Tuesday and that that meant that Wednesday was in, in a few, in just a few hours. Speaking of which, I'm kind of feeling like changing episode release day to Friday to be <laughs> in, in the territory of my days off rather than like right in the middle of my work week. Uh, that's not a, a total for sure thing, but it's something that I'm thinking about. So point being, I just, you know, realized that I that I hadn't actually got this episode together yet. And then I, I, I kind of all came together because and I just decided to approach it like instead of being like, oh, no, now I have to cram together this episode. I was like, well, let's kill like eight birds with one stone and do because I've been wanting to do a year ahead reading anyway. I've been talking about doing a reading on the podcast and a lot of you guys seemed interested. Um, and I've actually been talking about doing it like specifically as a last minute unplanned episode. So it's kind of and it feels like really, really appropriate to do it on the winter solstice. So that's what I was actually about to say is that I'm doing this on the winter solstice. So it's um it actually just turned December 22nd. It's 12.01 a.m. right now. Um, and yeah, so I'm, this is, I worked today, I went to work today, and I'm going to work tomorrow, but right now, I'm sitting, not at my altar, but I did bring my spirit candle up here, um, which is a candle that I, I always light a candle um, that's like in a central spot on my altar, and I just call it the spirit candle, uh, obviously like the candle itself changes, because candles are consumable products and don't last forever um but I, I brought my spirit candle up from my altar and i have it lit up here so this this is kind of i've kind of turned my little podcasting desk into at least a little bit more of a sacred space um it's definitely a big goal of mine in the new year to turn this into a lot more of a sacred space it's total chaos here right now and 
that's something that is high priority for me to fix in between <laughs> my 25 other projects that I just described to you. So I thought we would do the year ahead reading. It could be my little solstice celebration and it could be, you know, a re- it's a time that really makes sense. It is like the beginning, the return of the light. And it is, it often does feel like a New Year's, a, a new year. And I feel like I'm really celebrating the new year always from Samhain at the end of October, beginning of November. Well, really all through November. And then my birthday is in November as well. And then coming through to the solstice and actual New Year's, I feel like all of those are really various New Year's celebrations for me. And so yeah, this just makes sense. And I wanted to do it together. And I want to invite you if you're in a place where you're comfortable to do this, um, you know, to get out some divinatory tools of your own, whether it's cards or runes, or, you know, what whatever it is. Um, 12 teacups full of tea leaves, <laughs> whatever you want to read. Um, you wouldn't have to have 12 cups, of course, you could just read it 12 times and take pictures. Um, <laughs> that would be really fun, actually. Now I kind of want to do that. Um, that would be a lot of tea. Well, not if you took gong fu, but then it, you so rarely get leaves in gong fu. That is, that is the problem. It's hard to do tea leaf reading when you pour really good tea. So let's begin. Oh, I wanted to tell you one quick little story. This is a magical thing, and I think this will help. And I think this is a little bit, um, it's connected to our discussion last lesson. Uh, how good is your word? And I'm not going to, by the way, I'm not going to do a homework review today. I'm going to save that for next lesson. And this is going to kind of be, you know, its own little special thing. Um, you consider yourselves, you get a, a week-long extension on submitting your homework for last lesson. When I picked up my spirit candle off of my altar, I... I saw underneath it, I had left a bunch of $1 bills folded up under the candle. I don't remember putting them there, but I do know <laughs> that I have been, when I find, I, I do get a lot of like $1 bills because I'm a barista by day and I make tips mostly in $1 bills. And so I, I often have a lot of those in like random places because they get delivered to me in small amounts. And sometimes I will just find money in strange places at strange times. And I have taken to saying every time I do something along the lines of, wow, I find money everywhere or like money comes to me all the time or I find money in the most unexpected places or like money just comes to me all the time in the strangest places in the most unexpected places. Um, those sorts of affirmations, which and then I'll often hide at least part of the money in another like weird place in my room so <laughs> like if I find five bucks I'll probably like put four of them in my wallet and then like put one in my like travel cosmetics bag <laughs> so that later I can find it and be like wow I really do find money all the time in the most unexpected places or like I keep finding money everywhere I keep finding money everywhere. Money just keeps coming to me in the weirdest places. So it's kind of like giving myself an excuse to believe, <laughs> you know, something that I'm 
working on getting the universe to believe as strongly as I do. And uh, yeah, that's just one way I've been going about it. So I suspect that that's how that money ended up under this candle. But I thought it was very funny. And I, I thought it was a good opportunity to share that little story with you about what I've been doing with that affirmation. So I have here my I have one deck of cards that I brought and it's a deck I have actually never read with before but I've kind of read with it before because it is a Rider Waite it's just a new to me version of the Rider Waite it has been charging like with my altar and with my other Rider Waites for over a month now um and I just feel ready to read with it. I haven't shuffled it, I don't think, so I'm going to do that before we start. Um, and actually, when I got up here, I was like, I really want to put some crystals on it. And I didn't have very many crystals, but I found this little wooden bowl, and it had some lodestones in it. And uh, what I think could be either aquamarine or apatite or uh, amazonite. It's it's a little tumblestone and it's hard to tell, but it's pretty and it's blue. And then I have a little like jersey bat bat shaped piece of jersey and those I've had charging on my deck here. So um and I, I thought, you know, these are just the ones that I found, but I thought, well, maybe they are kind of appropriate because the lodestones are magnetic, you know, and they attract good things, and I'm I'm choosing to attract good things and um this blue stone, I just, it feels very peaceful. It feels very peaceful and it feels very like serene and very healthy and well, like, you know, nicely flowing. And that is energy that I choose to amplify <laughs> in my life, um, especially in the year ahead. And so this is a year ahead reading. And so I, I am on the one hand, like looking for predictive advice, I suppose, but I'm also kind of telling the universe um, like what I what I want and like that's what I'm doing right now is like b before it tells me I'm kind of telling it like hey before you like open up your bag Santa <laughs> and, and let, show me what's coming for the year ahead like let me give you my wish list of what I really want for the year ahead and so you know putting this energy of like attraction and peace and wellness and flow and and the um bat is a blessing as well bats are blessings so you know i don't know it feels good to me as um spun serendipitous i suppose it was spontaneous and serendipitous both words apply um yes yeah, so as spontaneous and serendipitous as it was it feels very appropriate and then i have also brought oh i didn't tell you what the deck was so it's a rider weight but it's called uh pam's vintage tarot and it's by, we order it, if you want it, you order it on the Game Crafter. Um, but it's by, what's her website? It's not on the box. Um, but yeah, Pam's Vintage Tarot. And I really like it because it is the Rider Waite deck, which I love. I, I am a little tiny bit of a tarot purist. I say that as also a tarot collector who has like over 80 decks and definitely possibly not a problem i don't have a problem um <laughs> i have a collection i have a hobby i have 
it's not i don't is it an addiction i don't know um anyhow they're borderless and in this version they're also like aged so that they're a little like browned and they're a little like vignetted with a dark brown around the edges and if you want to see pictures of the cards that i pull in this reading head over to um the show notes like the blog post on my website welcome to magic school.com and you can find the show notes for this episode um and not tomorrow because i haven't taken the pictures yet but you know within the week i'll have pictures up there of the cards and if you follow me on instagram you'll know when i add them because i'll share it there too so i like it because they're borderless they don't have text on them either like there are no labels on any of the cards um just the numbers on the minors i think yes i guess there's well there's numbers on majors are the numbers on the minors i'm like not seeing a minor yet wow okay there's no numbers on the minors no um but that's okay because we can count <laughs> okay so and then i thought oh my gosh okay so i also brought my runes i brought the runes that i made and i keep them in a puzzle box which i'm now going to open because i have to open it if i want to read with my runes <laughs> Every time that I do this, uh, there's a little bit of me that's like, really? Like, why did you have to lock the puzzle box? And then there's another part of me that's like, because it's sacred. It's special. And like, it's good to take time. You know, I think about Gong Fu, Gong Fu Cha. And like, I, you know, I have so much respect for that tea art. And and I love it. And it's one of my favorite mm, forms of plant magic um and the gong fu cha it's a way of pouring tea very fine chinese tea and the meaning of gong fu is is the same as as what you know of kung fu the martial art but the meaning of the words gong fu is like time invested so it's it's that quality of the way that a person does a thing when they have invested time into an art or a practice. So when, you know, if somebody has Gong Fu, it's like they have that grace with that skill, that second nature, that intuitive edge. You know, when you've, when you've been doing something so long that it's automatic and and really good uh, and like really automatic and really well done and graceful that's kung fu and you know i may be <laughs> there may be some of my own flavor in that translation but feel free to look it up let me know what you think and so i think about that about the meaning of investing time into things <laughs> there's gonna be so many little tidbits of magic in this episode i hope that i hope that you, dear listener, are someone who enjoys all these little tangents of information that I go on and and little stories and little, you know, scraps of nostalgia and things about myself. And I, I hope that you, dear listener, are someone who enjoys those things and not somebody who thinks, dear God, will she ever get to the point? 
The truth is I'm both of those people. I wish that I would get to the point. But I also, you know, if I didn't take so much joy in these little pieces of information and these little stories, I wouldn't share them. And that's kind of what this podcast is for, right? Is to give me a forum to use my voice where no one can shut me up but me. (laughs) And I'm not very good at shutting me up, am I? So, the runes, Gong Fu. I think having to take time to open a puzzle box, which it's open, by the way. I opened it a couple, you know, maybe a minute or so ago. Um, Taking the time to open it every time I actually want to read with these runes means that I won't... It, it puts barriers between me and doing a reading, which means that I am less likely to misuse or abuse or overuse the runes as a divinatory tool. And I do own several sets of runes, and they're not all in puzzle boxes, but this one is the one that I feel the most connected to. This is the set that I made. You can watch me make it on YouTube, actually. Um... Just search, like, for Vane Hall's Daughter Runes, probably, on YouTube. And you'll find it, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so I opened the puzzle box. I'm going to leave the runes in there. But I'll maybe I'll post a picture of them. I don't know. I have, like, a little white vintage lace handkerchief inside the puzzle box that they're wrapped in. And... I like to just kind of like open the handkerchief and let the edges drape over the edges of the box and keep the box open. And on the inside of the lid of the box, there's a little mirror and there's a part behind the mirror. It's not very secret because the mirror is like sliding around. But I just love puzzle boxes. I love puzzles and I love boxes and I love riddles and things. And I love wood and woodwork and um, I love traveling. And I got this puzzle box in Budapest. And that's all. So, you know, it's very special to me and it forces me to take time to access my tool. And it also forces me to look at my reflection when I get my tool. So I will just pull from the, pull the runes out of the box and I'm going to pull one tarot card and one rune for every I thought about doing months, but then I thought, well, it's December 21st. What's the solstice, the beginning of? And it's kind of the beginning of the wheel of the year, but I I felt called to do a 12-card reading, not an 8-card reading. And the truth is that as resistant as I have spent much of my life being to astrology, and as much as I don't really understand most of it and don't know what most of it means and don't know how much I believe in it, um, you know, I do find... I have gained some value from it sometimes, and I have certainly seen many other people gain lots of value from it or say to, purport to, Um, and I have no reason not to believe them other than my own skepticism, and I'm working on being less skeptical this year, so, you know, what choice do I have, really? Um, I'll be pulling (laughs) cards and runes for the 12 signs of the zodiac. So we'll be starting with Capricorn because that's the one that's starting right now and we'll be going through to Sagittarius and I didn't know all the signs in order so I wrote them down and I made a little table and I'll probably post it in the show notes because I will. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. 
Okay, so I'm gonna take these crystals off of my cards. Let me put them up here on my computer. Oh, speaking of computers and crystals, I have like a crystal sticker on my computer, but I was thinking, I saw this meme the other day. Was it a meme? No, it was like a text post. It was like a Tumblr text post, but screenshotted and pasted, you know, shared on Pinterest, as you do. And uh, it was saying, it was suggesting making a sigil and then making it your phone background and then like plugging your phone in to charge to charge the sigil and i just thought that was so cool and i have like made vision boards and used those as my like lock screen and home screen and whatever um but i never even when i did that the, my whole idea was just to like see it a lot you know um and like remind myself of my vision a lot i never thought about it as like plugging my phone in to charge the vision board and i love that so if you are somebody who also loves that you might have fun making a um, digital vision board and making it your desktop background or your phone background or whatever anyhow i thought you might benefit from that idea and i definitely i'm going to be playing with that idea in the future i'm also going to be doing vision boarding also um oil coven we're going to be doing a vision boarding night in our discord server we're going to be like video chatting and vision boarding together the night of january 21st so if you become an oil coven member before then or if you're already one awesome um we would love to have you i'd love to vision board with you um i i love vision boarding it's arts and crafts and magic together i love any time that like magic and arts and crafts crisscross and and you know meet at a crossroads or walk into a bar together i love it it's my favorite thing which crafts which crafts i'm into it so um <laughs> get on with it okay i'm getting on with it now <sighs> let's take a deep breath you know i've got all these oils on the table and i'm feeling like scattered so i've got my focus pocus trusty old focus pocus let's put that on my temples let's put it on my wrists yeah it's always good to use oils before a reading oh, i've got frankincense here perfect i did also spray the aura of protection door and room spray that we made at potions club a couple months ago um like around this whole area before i started recording and it smelled really good it still smells pretty good and it also just like felt really good oh god i love frankincense and you know i didn't at first which is funny because freya straight up told me that i was gonna love frankincense and that was like how she said it too she was like you're gonna love frankincense and yes i mean freya the goddess and i would love to tell you that whole. i would love to tell you that story that whole story sometime um and i will but not today <laughs> oh but frankincense so frankincense is um actually shown to stimulate the pineal gland which is among many people also known as the third eye or at least um is like very closely related to what's known as the third eye um <sighs> sorry frankincense is just such a good smell i'm not sorry at all i'm not sorry at all girl get you some frankincense <sighs> 
You see that? I think, you know, I think part of it is the oils. I think part of it actually is the oils. And I chose frankincense because I'm about to do a reading and I do want, you know, the, the added benefits of, you know, being able to connect and listen to and hear the spirit world better. Um, you know, being able to, you know, just having my third eye open, having my intuition open and, and flowing, you know. Um, but also I think just the act of the way that the engaging with an oil forces you to slow down and breathe and just be still for a moment. I think that's a big part of the magic, breath magic, air magic. It is air magic. Oils are air magic. They're also plant magic. They have many kinds of magic. Okay. Here we are. So let's stop beating around the bush for vain. And let's pull a card for Capricorn season. Oh, and we are 33 minutes in. How perfect. How perfect. I don't know if we'll be 33 minutes in on the final episode, but we're 33 minutes into the recording. So I said I was going to shuffle these. And when I shuffle cards... I like to focus on the question um, or the situation or the issue at hand, right? And what I'm going to do, sometimes I like to, well, what I really like to do if with a, with a client, I like to shuffle while my client is telling me about what's going on. So it's like the cards and I are listening together actively. That's how it feels to me. When I read for myself, I will... Um, or if I read for a client in person, also I'll often have them shuffle the cards while they tell me. But when I read for myself, I'll often talk to the cards myself about my question, what I want to know, you know, all that stuff. So I'm going to talk to my cards right now while I shuffle and you're going to be here and you're going to get to listen and it's going to be great. And first, I'm going to take a sip of water because water is the source of all life. Hydrate or dihydrate, baby. Am I right? Okay. Oh, cards. Hello. First off, it's nice to meet you. I mean, I know we've met, but we've never read together. And I guess this is going to be kind of like our introduction to each other. And I feel like this is actually a really good way to get to know each other through this sort of 12 card year ahead reading. I think this could go really well for us. I'm really excited about this. Oh, I love this three of cups that I'm seeing as I open you up. How it's the first card I see in the middle of the deck when I open it and right next to the eight of cups, which is crazy. It's not crazy at all. It makes sense because eight of cups I know is a major theme for this upcoming year, actually, because um, I know that a big thing that I've been wanting to do is shed. Yes, shed. I feel like I have a lot of like a snake, like a lot of dead skin to shed before moving into 30. Um, I'm also someone told me that I'm experiencing like an exact Saturn return, like right about now or maybe coming up really soon. Um, apparently, I don't know. Some of you might know what that means. If you know what that means, cool. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, or... <laughs> uh, 
I can point you to some resources to learn more about it through Oil Coven and my friend Abigail and also my friend Stacy, who are both astrologers and both really cool and really great gals. So, um, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be shuffling. Oh yeah, but I know that I'm going to have to do a lot of shedding next year. Um, I've been feeling like I'm drowning in my own stuff and needing to shed a lot of stuff. Um, I've also been feeling like very literally like I haven't been exfoliating enough and I want to do that more. Um, I just want to be like more intentional about skincare. Um, I've always like gone through phases where I'm really intentional about skincare and my skin's really good. And then I go through long phases where I'm just focused on other things and the skincare doesn't intentionally happen. So it's like I have, I have, you know, solutions that work for me. I just need to use them consistently, which, you know, who knows? We'll see. Um, I would love, I would actually, if I'm asking for blessings cards and gods and anyone who's listening, if I'm asking for blessings for the upcoming year, I would really like some help with consistency. I feel like these cards are just a little bit too long to comfortably shuffle at a desk this high. I'm going to stand up. Um, but I would really, really love some help, some assistance, some divine support, divine assistance with consistency this year. And like forever and always, um, that's what consistency is, right? Is forever and always or like until you have a really good reason not to, not just until something else catches your fancy. I don't know if I'm making sense, but whatever. Queen of Cups and the Emperor, which I've seen a couple times. So um, this could be, I should say also, I mean, I don't know if I should say, but I'm going to say, I feel like I never mean to get personal on this podcast and... I always do. So, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to conceive at the moment, but I am like really wanting to, and my husband as well, it's not just a me thing. Like we're really wanting to get to a point where we feel like we can do that and still like pay all our bills. So, <laughs> um, that's, you know, seeing the emperor and the queen of cups is and these are just cards that I'm seeing like on the bottom of the halves of the deck as I split it before I shuffle. And I am bridge shuffling these cards. I used to be really anal about not bending my cards when I shuffle them, my tarot cards, because um, I wanted to like preserve them and keep them really high quality. And then after about 10 years of reading with the same copy of Rider Waite, like a lot, and them looking still totally like new inbox except being a little dirty on the edges um excuse me i got kind of tired of it <laughs> and i was like my cards and i have a relationship and i want it to look like we have a relationship and i want to see the life that my cards have lived on their backs i want to see it in the paper i want to see it on their surfaces i want to know um, I was being, you know, I don't know, I guess I was being kind of a drama queen, but I just wanted my cards to look and feel used, and they didn't, so that was when I decided to start shuffling 
uh, some decks with bending. There are some decks that I consider more like art decks, and those I still don't. Um, yeah, if I if I yeah, some of my decks, especially if cards have gold or foiled edges, I won't bend them because it can actually like damage the foil. And I love foil edges. I love them so much. I think they're so pretty. They are my favorite thing um, about, well, it's not like my favorite thing about decks, but when decks have them, it's just one of my favorite things. So let's see. Yes, you're ahead. So cards, you're getting good and shuffled. I feel like we're kind of getting to know each other and I want to ask you a couple questions um, and hopefully you are amenable and feel up to giving me some answers that are not too uh, cloudy or whatever. I was just going to come up with some longer words for cloudy, but we don't need that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna, I would like to state out loud that for this reading, I'm actually not going to read reversals. So if that affects like how you were going to put your cards out, um, we can talk about it. I can shuffle a little while longer, but I think, yeah, I don't want to read reversals today. And I do, if you're, if you're wondering, if you're considering, you know, like a coaching session with me, dear listener, um, I do often read reversals. Um, for me, it usually varies by deck. Like there are some decks I read reversals in and there are some decks that I don't. Um, this being a new deck to me and my first time reading it, even though I'm super familiar with the Rider Waite imagery, I'm not super familiar with the energy of this specific deck. And I'm just kind of feeling the vibe of, of wanting to read um, right side up and just asking the cards to be, you know, a little more straightforward with their messaging. And of course, we can always do more readings throughout the year, so... They have more stuff to tell us later. They can tell us later, right? Cards. You ever want to talk? You just let me know. Fall off the shelf, whatever you need to do. Show up in a dream, you know, whatever floats your fancy. Okay, you're good and shuffled, but I didn't ask you my question yet. Maybe you already know, but I'm going to shuffle a little while longer while I tell you the question. <laughs> I want a peek into my year ahead because the truth is I have big dreams and I have big plans and I have big goals. Like I just said, um, I plan to release, I have oathed, in fact, to release six singles and one album between now and this time next year. I also, you know, have responsibilities with Oil Coven, not to mention it's a joy and a blessing um, but it's also, it is a responsibility and I do plan a lot of events and host a lot of events for that. And that is a lot of energy and time. Um, and it's a labor of love, but you know, it's a commitment. So it's something to think about when thinking about the coming year. And I do also have plans with, uh, well, I have a commitment to this podcast right? I've, I, I do, I really enjoy doing this and I really want to keep doing this. So it's important to me to keep making time for this. Keep making time for this. I am having a little bit of trouble enunciating, aren't I? 
<sighs> the Tower and the Ten of Pentacles. Interesting. So that is actually interesting because I've been... I think I mentioned on an earlier episode that I've been feeling this sense of an inevitability of my next level of abundant living manifesting or coming to me through the destruction of <laughs> like everything that or like most of what makes me feel secure right now and it's you know it's terrifying um you know it's it's the con it's the question of the day job the muggle job right and and the passions and like all the stuff that i want to do and all the hours in a day not being enough for all the things that i want to do and having to make sacrifices and sacrifice you know what are the things that are less important that can be pushed off to the side for now so that excuse me so that i can really give my highest priorities my full attention and therefore actually have the highest chance of success with those highest priorities yeah whatever you know whatever success means in each of those situations so i have a lot of big plans um you know we'll talk about them more uh when I'm vision boarding and as I'm, you know, and, and we've been talking about them also, like I'm, I'm speaking to my gods right now, like my gods know we've been talking. I've, I've been, I've been talking the talk and I've been walking the walk. I've been doing the thing. I've really been doing the thing lately. And, um, I want to keep doing the thing. I want to keep doing the thing. And I would love as much support as I can get, both human and divine. And there's this card in my in one of my mermaid oracles that is one of the first three cards that I ever drew from that deck. And I still have them out on my altar. And the one that I'm thinking of is uh, accept heaven's help or let heaven help you. It's something like that. And the other two are also relevant. One of them is like aim higher or set your sights higher. And then one of them is simplify your life i think or maybe it's clear clutter or whatever it is it feels like clear clutter it's simplify your life i think simplify your life set your sights higher accept heaven's help and i told you i'm going to do a lot of shedding this year i'm going to simplify my life i'm going to do it i'm going to sacrifice the things that aren't part of the vision i'm going to sacrifice the things that aren't part of the vision and i need help I was going to say, but I need help. But my friend Abigail taught me that when you say, but you're invalidating the thing before the, but. And when you say, and you're, you're keeping, you know, you're, you're giving them both validity, the thing before and after the, but uh, the, and, uh, you know, is still has your, your respect as far as your words are concerned. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy every single conscious language translation or whatever, you know, upgrade that I come across. They don't all resonate with me personally, uh, but this one really did. It's something I've been thinking about a lot, you know, replacing but with and in certain circumstances. So, yes, I'm going to sacrifice the things that don't fit with the vision this year. And 
I need help. And I accept help. From other people. From spirit. From my gods, from my ancestors. From the elements. From this house, from the rose. From Guanyin. From Freya, from Odin. From Hela. From the earth. From Mama Gaia. From her plant magic. From the air. From the wind. From the fire. From the water. I accept heaven's help. Thank you. So, let's look ahead. Let's start looking ahead. And let's pull for Capricorn season first. Yeah, I'm going to cut it. Okay. Wow. It's the Ten of Cups. I didn't expect that to come right there at the beginning, but I guess that's the lesson, isn't it? Right? So, you know, if my expectation is, well, the Ten of Cups is this card of joy and success and peace and fulfillment, and I'm not supposed to have that right now. And it's like, well, if my attitude is I'm not supposed to have that right now, that's supposed to come at the end, then why <laughs> am I sitting here wondering, you know, why life is so hard sometimes, you know, and, and struggling and wondering why I'm struggling, you know? How can I be sitting here wondering why I'm struggling when I've just revealed to myself that my that I have and I'm about to sacrifice <laughs> am now sacrificing a core belief that I can't have happiness and fulfillment and peace and contentment and leisure and family now. I have to work myself three times as hard and earn those things and also the, th the things that I have to do to earn those things have to keep getting bigger and higher and my standards keep rising so that I will probably never actually allow myself to enjoy those things if it keeps going in this way. So what I'm seeing this actually as is a call to like chill the fuck out and slow the fuck down and just enjoy your life for vain or you, dear listener. What is your name? Tell me. I'll try to remember. <laughs> I really will try if you do tell me your name. Um, but yeah, you know, slow down. Chill out. Let yourself enjoy your life today, right now. Today is a special occasion. Life is a special occasion. Stop waiting for a special occasion. Make your own special occasion. You know, make your own joy. If you don't, you, you know, peace doesn't just come to you when you've earned it. You have to choose peace for yourself. You have to choose it and you have to be really good at setting boundaries because you have to set really clear, firm boundaries around your peace or you won't get to keep it for very long. And you may never get it at all. And... I think that's the lesson there. And that's, that's it too. So to me, I see it as a call to, yeah, slow down, schedule in. That's really what it is. Schedule in time for peace, time for leisure, 
time for family, time for dates, time for play dates, time for friendship, time for crepe breakfasts, in the bath, you know? Schedule in time for these things because when I do these things, I feel so good, but my bathtub has been dusty for months because I haven't wanted to clean it out. So I haven't taken a bath. I've just been taking showers and showers are great. Showers are fine, but there's nothing like a good relaxing bath with some vetiver and rose and myrrh and candles and citrine and rose quartz and tea or whatever I want, you know, and I need to schedule in time for that. And I've known that. And I know that. And I see that in this card, the Ten of Cups. So perhaps you do too. Do you also need to slow down this Capricorn season or whenever you're listening to this? Okay, I'm writing Ten of Cups in my notes for Capricorn season. And then I'm supposed to pick a rune. And actually, oh, this is crazy. I have my juniper oil right here because dun, 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 it's time for a plant magic minute. No, it's not. But, um, well, I, I don't know. I'm, I might put the music in or not. But I've been using this uh, juniper and lime together as a diffuser blend. And I've just been really feeling it. It's been really great because the juniper is like wintry and evergreeny and also like energy cleansing and clarifying and just like fresh and yummy and then the lime is like fresh but in a different way it's really bright and it's really uplifting and it's really like zesty and like mm. so having the juniper and the lime together I just feel like it keeps my head like really clear and it's been a really great diffuser blend to have around this time of year um, but also I just put some juniper oil in my runes because my runes are made of juniper and I just like to I feel like it like recharged them a little bit. So I did that, stirring up with my fingers. And I'm gonna pull a rune for Capricorn season. Let's go with this one right here. And it is Othala. So to me that says family roots. And I know like I've been out of touch with my family. And well, I haven't been like out of touch with my family. I'm just in general not good at responding to texts and phone calls um in a timely manner. Um, hashtag actually autistic, hashtag probably ADHD too. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> that's enough hashtags. So, I yeah, I'm not very good at those things historically, but you know, things can change. I'm open to exploring the possibility that I can keep in touch with people. Um. So, Othala, it is about family and it's about ancestors. And um, I've actually been wanting to do more ancestor work. And I've been wanting to do more journeying. So that could be a fun thing to explore together. But I also am seeing in Othala, there's a sense of, of the boundary, right, between the outer world and the inner world. The boundary between what's home, what's familiar, what's yours, what's, yeah, what what belongs to you, what do you belong to versus like what do you not belong to and what does not belong to you and you know coming back to the concept of of winter being 
a time for introspection and, and quiet and peace and, you know, planning more than acting or like behind the scenes work, you know, um, I'm seeing Othala as like a, it, it is something that, that can, it's that container, you know, that shelter from the storm, that familiarity. And just again, a reminder to like focus close to home. And what I'm remembering is a lesson that I've learned many, many times that I'm sure I'll have to learn many, many more times, or maybe, maybe this time I'll get it actually. Um, it's possible. I'm open to the possibility that this time I'll get it. And the it that maybe this time I'll get is that I have big dreams and those dreams extend out into the world, but they start here at home in my house and in my body. And It's like if you know if you're if you're on a plane, you can dream of going places far, 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 far away. But if you don't have enough fuel, you're gonna crash and burn. And if you're you know if your cockpit's not set up where you know where all the buttons are, you're gonna crash and burn. And that's kind of you know it's it's something that I struggle with that I have historically struggled with and that I'm open to the possibility of not having to struggle with anymore. <sighs> but I have historically not been very good at self-care. And that's one of the reasons that if you follow me on Instagram at Vervain and the Roses, you'll know I talk about self-care a lot, actually. Um, and part of it is because I need the reminder. And I figure if I need the reminder, maybe you do too. And so I think, you know, sometimes if you if you see me posting about self-care a lot, it's because I needed that reminder a lot. And if you see me not posting about self-care a lot, I'm probably not doing a lot of self-care because I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, mm, I haven't really posted about self-care in a while. And um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think I think I need some self-care. I think that's what I'm getting actually from Othala and the Ten of Cups cuz Othala is also like your your body is one of the things that you've you've inherited and you can't trade it in. You that you can't exchange it. You don't get another one. Uh at least not in this life. And and that's it. Like once it's gone, that's it. And and you get what you're given and you could only possibly be made of what you come from also. So like your ancestry is in your body, whether you like it or not. And my body is something that I've, uh, well, I don't want to say, I haven't struggled with my body in the sense that a lot of women struggle with their body where it's like, I don't feel like my body's good enough or beautiful enough or whatever. Like, I don't know, like maybe if I really sat with it and examined it, like I might have those beliefs too. But my my main struggles with my body have not been those of trying to convince myself that my body is beautiful or that my body is, you know, good enough for someone else. It's more been of convincing myself that my body is worthy of time 
and attention invested in my health and wellness or even in my pleasure. And that is a belief that I'm looking to overhaul. And, you know, I'm looking to... I choose to believe that my body does deserve my time and attention and care. Um, and I choose to be open to more ways of expressing my love and care for my body throughout the year and especially throughout Capricorn season. So that is my interpretation. And I'm going to write that. Actually, I'm going to write self-care body. And also, um, I didn't really say this, but like organizing the home, um, like creating order in the home when you have order. I kind of said this with the cockpit and the plane, like when your home base is in order and you can function effectively from your home base, you can get so much more done. And I know this because I've 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 lived briefly in phases of my life when I did have things in order at home. And during those periods, I got a lot done. Um, and then I wasn't able that time to keep it up. And maybe things will be different this time. So um, I'm really pleased with how things have been going in my room. It is in slight chaos right now, but it's like really easily fixable chaos um, as opposed to like, I don't know where where anything goes. I don't understand the mess that I've made chaos, which is kind of what it was like before my birthday. I spent my birthday cleaning my room, by the way, guys. Um, and that's also where this room, my office is or like Ravenclaw Tower is also what I call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ravenclaw Tower is the kind of chaos where it's like I if I look at it too long, I might start to go mad um, and I might like actually need help. I don't know. I don't know. So let's talk about Aquarius season. I don't really know anything about Aquarius or like astrology. I also discovered recently at work that when I say I don't know anything about something, I mean, I don't trust myself to be right about anything on this. And I haven't read any entire books about it. And I probably couldn't write a book about it. And I probably shouldn't teach a class on it. But it could mean, it, even if I say that I know nothing about something, it might still mean that I could talk about it for an hour. So I found that out about astrology the other day um, when I found out that my baristas, well, at least one of my baristas didn't know what autumn was. And that's okay. We fixed that. Um, another barista, somebody didn't know what solstices and equinoxes were. So we talked about that. Also, um, I need to know your professional opinion. Do you think it should be or is equinoxes or equinoces? I need to know what you think. Um, <laughs> and I want to know both like which one you think sounds better which I have a pretty strong opinion on and like which one you think is correct or like should be correct. And I also have an opinion on this one, but it's different from my other opinions. So I might be wrong. I think I'm wrong. Anyhow, also it's all opinions. I'm just interested in your opinion. So let's pull for Aquarius season. I'm going to cut this one more time. <laughs> the top card decided to stay the top card in that weird cut. And of course, it's the eight of cups. How funny. Wow, you're so funny, cards. Wow. 
So in Capricorn season, are you saying that I'm supposed to take care of my body and enjoy myself and take it slow and also think about starting a family and just generally like enjoy myself and find peace and take care of my body and get my home base in order and then in Aquarius season I'm supposed to hit it really hard with the getting rid of stuff and the shedding and I don't think I even finished saying about shedding what I was going to say earlier is that again I'm looking to lose a lot of stuff I'm looking to, to to dive deep back into skincare. I'm also looking to to lose a lot more weight. I lost about 20 pounds last year. Um and it was like I had a, a stint of losing about 20 pounds and then I just like stopped. Um largely because it got really hot and our air conditioner was not working <laughs> and I no longer felt like exercising inside the house. Um, but let's be honest, that's an excuse, right? So like it's 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 the reason that I gave, but I know it's an excuse. You know it's an excuse. You and I both know that if I had really wanted to push through, I could have pushed through. And what probably happened is I got really interested in something else at the time. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I was like starting a podcast or what. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, eight of cups. So I'm gonna be shedding a lot of stuff and that's going to mean getting back on the health and wellness and fitness and weight loss train. Um, I could probably stand to lose like 50 more pounds and and be still be like very healthy. Um, yeah, that's. Wow, I like have never said those numbers on social media, but I feel like I trust you enough to say it here, which is so weird because this is. I don't know. Anyhow, I guess I trust you. So there you go. I'm being vulnerable. Yay. Woo. And let's pull. Um, yeah. So Aquarius season, getting rid of stuff, walking away from what doesn't serve you. To me, the, the phrase for eight of cups is always walking away from what doesn't serve you. And to do that, you know, you, you have to, it, it can be stuff that you really like. You know, a lot of it is stuff that you really like. Because, like, why did you end up with it in the first place if there weren't things about it that you really liked? But there's also something about it that just doesn't work with where you're going. And I know that there's a lot that I'm holding on to still probably that just doesn't work with what I'm going. And I would love some support, dear divine, from in in being able to distinguish more clearly for myself which things will what you know what fits in my vision and what doesn't because I I know what my vision feels like I think yes no I do know what my vision feels like um but the details are a little fuzzy and I would love some help in in achieving clarity with the vision and achieving clarity with what does and doesn't fit in the vision especially with my own stuff I know it gets personal um, and not just my own stuff, but my own habits, my own practices, you know, my own apps, you know, my own, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All sorts of things. Um, time to shed. That's what I'm getting. And and it makes sense, you know. Um, and actually, I'll make a note here that Aquarius season would be a good time to prune my rosebush. Um I know roses like to be pruned in winter, and that's about as much as I know about caring for plants. 
Like that's pretty much everything I know. So I don't know if Aquarius season is agriculturally the quote unquote right time to prune roses. But with the eight of cups here and knowing that winter is the time, I'm just feeling like I'm going to prune my rose bush in Aquarius season. So that's that. Um, and I was going to pull a rune for Aquarius season. So, da -da -da -da. and that's like January, February. Okay, and we have Iwas, which is the level up rune. This is the rune of vertical travel between worlds. And it's the rune of the U and the bow. Um, it's actually, it's kind of a, if you were going to have a Sagittarius rune, it would be a Sagittarius rune, says the girl who just said she knew literally nothing about astrology. Um, it's most simply, it is the rune of vertical travel between worlds. So whether that's shamanic travel to upper or lower worlds or like, I also see it as leveling up to a higher version of yourself, you know, stepping into your highest potential. And to me, well, seeing one, the there is a link, right, between the Eight of Cups and I was, between walking away from what doesn't serve us and leveling up into who we're meant to be. So I'm seeing this as maybe there might be some... It, 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 Aquarius season might not be easy for me. Um, I think it's going to be... I mean, I choose, I choose for this to be fun and easy. I choose for this to be fun and easy. Um, <laughs> but I might have a tiny bit of a hard time <laughs> making it fun and easy. That's all I'm saying. Parting with a lot of things, shedding a lot of things that I know I'm attached to, um, that I choose to dissolve those attachments to if they do not serve me, um, and that I choose to have grace with myself for having attachments to and for taking time to release. And I choose to know that things take as long as they take. And I'm not behind. And everything in divine timing. Okay. So that's I was making a note here. Making a note here. Huge success. Okay. <laughs> And now we're going to pick a card for Pisces season. And I think that is like end of February, beginning of March. I didn't write the dates down, which I probably should have done, but whatever. So here we have another cup card. It's the Four of Cups. So the Four of Cups is about like unexpected or hidden or or like undiscovered blessings. Um it, I mean, it's specifically, if you look at the Rider Waite card, the Four of Cups is specifically depicting this dude, like, being offered this divine gift, this divine chalice, but he, like, doesn't even see it because he's looking at these three mundane chalices on the ground and, like, I don't know if he's, like, trying to choose between the three. That's how it always feels to me is that he's, like, trying to choose between the three and he, like, can't make up his mind because none of them are, like, quite what he wants and then, like, spirit is literally offering him like the best one but he's just not looking so he's not seeing it and he's completely unaware of his blessings and when i get this card i always take it as like a hey yo open your eyes wake up pay attention look because the blessings are coming 
Like there are blessings all around you. There are like the resources that you feel like you need and don't have. You have them. You have what you need. You have what you need. Just open your damn eyes and look, reach out, grab it. You know, it's like when I was <laughs> when I was a kid asking my mom where food was in the refrigerator. And she's like, literally, like, stick your hand out. You can't miss it. But I, I could miss it. I really could. Um, I tell you what, as a neurodivergent kid, I could miss all sorts of things that were front and center at eye level. And I still can. And it's very impressive sometimes and concerning also. Um, but yeah, so to me, this this uh, Four of Cups is like a, hey, pay attention. You're going to be like, you're going to be so resourced. You're going to be so blessed. You're going to be so abundantly resource like blessed and fully resourced but like you will and <laughs> you will only see that you are so blessed and so resourced and so abundant if you are willing to look in unexpected places and so i choose in this moment to be willing to look in unexpected places and to accept blessings from all directions um whether I predicted them or can make sense of them or not. And uh, yeah, that's that. So also for, well, I'm going to write down here, four of cups. Also noticing a cups theme here, um, which is really interesting to me because I feel like it's telling me that I have more like spiritual and emotional work to do than I thought because I feel like I have mostly like practical organizational work to do but it very well could be that a lot of that work has been so difficult for me and I've been so resistant to it because of um like block emotional blockages and it could be that taking time consciously to engage in self-care and say, no, like today is a special occasion and I'm going to celebrate today and I'm going to celebrate right now and I'm going to enjoy it and it's going to be great and I'm going to make time for that right now because it's important and because if I don't make time for it now, when will I? And, um, you know, and and walking away from things like I know that, you know, the the things aren't the problem, right? It's my attachments to the things. It's my emotions about the things where there's work to be done. And that's probably shadow work. Mm-hmm. I probably have some of that to do. And, you know, winter is a good time to do that. Winter is a good time to do that. Okay, so let's pull a rune for Pisces season. Uh, yeah, let's go with this one. Why not? Ooh, this one is... <laughs> so I'm really good rune reader, but I'm not a very good rune carver. I think this is Mana's, not Dagaz. And I think Dagaz is different. But I went over the edge. Let me see if I can confirm this. Okay, I lied. This is definitely Dagaz. 
which is also interesting because Dagaz is also a rune of the divine. It's it's a rune of the Odin, it's the rune of the Odinic paradox of that space that thing that exists between two other things but that isn't either of the things that it's between. So like I mean the 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 typical examples are dawn and dusk and doors, you know? Doors and doorways exist between spaces, but they aren't really a space themselves. Um, and then, you know, dawn exists between the night and the morning, and dusk exists between the evening and the night. And um, they're really beautiful, really magical, liminal, that's the word, liminal times of day. And I think that winter well especially a solstice um but really this whole time of year feels very liminal i do still feel like the veil is thinner than it is in say july you know and it feels like the universe is listening really closely right now to everything that we do and say and put into motion and put into words and that has nothing to do with this this pull of dagas for pisces season so what would i take so so okay so why do i think this is appropriate because dagas to me has the same energy as the cloud and the hand handing the chalice to the man in the four of cups because that chalice that hand that cloud that spirit are not of this place they're not of this plane they're not of this realm you know, they're of the next one over or the next one up. And that is often hard to see. We have to, most of us, have to consciously attune ourselves to noticing energy, noticing spirit, noticing spiritual energy, noticing chi i could say or or the the presence of spirits i could also say and i think those are two separate things and i think they're both true and so most of us have to consciously attune ourselves to that and so that's why i think this reminder this four of cups here is really important that um because i i will need to consciously attune myself to that because i i am somebody who has historically kind of ping-ponged back and forth between hyper-focusing on the material and the practical and, you know, living into that boss witch mentality and then hyper-focusing on the spiritual and the metaphysical and completely losing focus on, you know, my body, my home, <laughs> the everything physical, material, practical at the, you know, sacrificing all of that to my mental, intellectual, creative, and spiritual and metaphysical explorations. 
Um, and I don't want to be someone who ping pongs back and forth. I choose to live a more balanced life where I'm still juggling, you know, two of pentacles style, but not ping ponging, if that makes sense. You know, I, I want it to be a dance, not a Not a high and then a crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah. So. What I'm saying is that I may need to consciously, intentionally choose to attune myself to the language of spirit and the divine and the language of energy um, during Pisces season, I suppose. Um, specifically, and 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 to me, Dagaz is one of two runes that I also associate really closely with Odin. So to me, Ansu's and Dagaz are both like hyper Odinic runes. And I don't know why. I feel like Odin is one of the hardest words for me to say on this podcast. And I don't know why that is um i'm open to exploring that and learning more about that odin <laughs> um so yeah that could be interesting but yes dagaz is a very odinic rune it is you know he is liminal and he is the king of the liminal he is a, a wanderer between worlds and i am a wanderer between worlds and perhaps I should make a point to wander between worlds during Pisces season. I had been saying that I wanted to spend more time, invest more time into my more shamanic practices. And perhaps that's what this is about. So let's make a note here. Pisces, we've already got four of cups and we're going to add to that. Um, Dagas. And... Um, open to blessings shamanic journey that'll be good enough for now and then on to Aries season I'm going to set these cards aside here this is pretty much winter here Um, actually yeah this is winter <laughs> so we have the ten of cups the eight of cups and the four of cups and that's my winter apparently and possibly yours as well and it's all cups, all emotional, all fluid. Very interesting. Um, I'm going to put the runes here so they don't get lost. Okay, so now we pull for Aries season. And what's the date on that? Let's see. So Aries season is pretty much from, yeah, okay, start of spring. So March 21st to April 20th-ish at least. Let's see. So, end of March, most of April. What do we got? What do we got? We have judgment. Judgment. Our first major arcana card. And I wonder... Hmm. I wonder what this could be about. So, judgment often is a card about... It's, it's the judgment call, right? 
and it's because it's the the angel blowing the trumpet um and all these figures coming up from presumably like graves of some sort it's hard to say what's happening um they're naked they're in boxes they're possibly in the ocean <laughs> and they're raising their arms up to this angel who's playing this trumpet and the trumpet has a flag on it that i don't recognize and that probably says something about um my room to grow in tarot um it's white with a red cross on it and so judgment to me is often like invoking the card is often i see it as an invocation of my own internal judge or you know it's it's also like the, the judging presence of the father so it could be the father god or if you have a god that you work with that you can if you you know if you have a paternal relationship with a deity or with an actual you know a healthy paternal relationship with an actual father or if you can you know find that part of yourself that judges you and decides whether or not you're worthy the the purpose to me of the judgment card is to remind us of what our standards are for our own behavior for our own yeah for our own behavior what are our standards and uh to ask ourselves the question are we meeting those standards are we meeting the standards of our own behavior our own standards of behavior you know am i doing the things that I said I was going to do, which is what we talked about last episode, right? And how, how good is your word? Are we do, Am I doing the things that I said I was going to do? Am I being the person that I talk about wanting to be? And, and so it's, it's a reckoning, a reckoning. That's right. And so... I see this when I'm looking at this as a forecast card. I'm going to I'm going to take two interpretations here. And one of them is that like, hey, this is going to be time to like like you want to have your act together by here. Like if you're taking January, February, March to like get your you know, to take care of your body and get recharged and get your home set up and let go of stuff that doesn't serve you and to actually like get in touch with accepting the divine's help and like work through your blockages around that and work through your blockages around accepting help, which I've been fucking doing, but okay, I'll do more of it. Please. Thank you. I accept. Um, so, but yeah, I kind of see the judgment card as saying like, Hey, like we're giving you three months to do that. So by the time you get to Aries season, by the time you get to spring, you better be ready to hit the ground running. You better have actually done the things that you said you were going to do this winter. You better have actually prepped for spring because now is go time. And if you're not ready, you're going to feel it and it's going to show. So that's the first interpretation that I'm taking is like, yo, <laughs> I'm blowing the trumpet. It's go time. Let's go. So my second interpretation of this card is... Have grace with yourself. Don't judge yourself too harshly. But I I want to be clear also, though, that, like, it's really easy to use having grace for ourselves as an excuse to not hold ourselves to higher standards. And 
I say this as someone who I, I mean, I've seen my friends do this. I've seen my family do this, but I've seen my enemies do this. Do I have enemies? I don't know. I've seen everyone do this, basically. But like, I also do this. And I, I've seen lots of people do this. And I also do this or have done this, I should say. And I, I choose not to do this anymore. So I have in the past used having grace for myself as a justification for not meeting my own standards. And I believe in grace, but I don't believe in not trying. And grace says it's okay. Real grace, true grace, I think, says it's okay to do your best and fail. You're only human. And I think that real grace also sometimes says it's okay that your best right now doesn't look like your best yesterday or your best tomorrow or your best some other time when you did really well. It's okay that you're not performing at your lifetime best right now. It's okay if your best right now is a nap. But also, your best can't be a nap all the time. Um, or, I mean, maybe it can. But it's not for me. I know that. I know that for me, my best is not a nap all the time. Um, and I know that because... <laughs> I only actually take naps when I'm depressed <laughs> or sick. I basically don't nap when I'm like healthy and excited about life because when I'm excited about life, I'm not excited about sleep because sleep takes me away from life and that's how it feels to me. And I will probably work on some affirmations around that at some point on reworking my relationship with sleep and boredom at some point. But also I want to be authentic and just say that like the primary source of my insomnia is that I just feel like I can be, I mean, it's an addiction to productivity, but it's, it's, it's also like false, right? Cause like, you're not always, I'm not always productive in my last few hours awake. I just have this delusion that I might be if I stayed awake where I definitely won't be if I go to sleep when the truth is if I went to sleep I'd be sleeping and then I could wake up as if I had slept whereas if I stay up longer I won't be sleeping and then when I wake up I'll have had a lot less sleep and you know all of these things are true to some extent and I you know enough about me and sleep and stuff but like yeah sleep has historically been a struggle for me because when I'm mentally healthy in the sense of enjoying life, I feel like sleep is too boring to bother with. And when I'm not mentally healthy, um, I have historically turned to sleep as a way to escape the waking world. Um, I've never been suicidal. I'm really fortunate to be able to say that that I've never been suicidal but I have whoops trigger warning um but I have 
you know, wanted life to go away long enough to, to sleep away days of my life. Um, and I regret that, you know, I do. Yeah. I don't have very many regrets. Well, I don't know. I think, well, it's not really worth thinking too much about what I would change in the past, except as it applies to what I would change in the future. And what I choose to change in the future is I choose a, to, ha to have grace with myself, but also to hold myself to higher standards, to hold myself to standards resembling the standards of my highest potential. And I choose that if I notice that something's not working, that I'm not, that I'm consistently not living up to my highest potential in some way or another, I will, I, I, I have to find a solution to that I can't just let it go on and say well oh, that's life because it can be all oh, that's life for 20 years and then that was life where'd it go and I really want to make the most of my life while I'm here and that's part of why I'm doing this reading and that's part of why it's getting so long but that's okay um so yeah did I say this was Aries season that we got judgment for yeah so Let's pull a rune. I don't know if we needed runes and cards for all of these, but we're getting solo, which is telling me, well, solo is a success rune and it's a solar rune. It's the sun. Um, and also judgment and the sun and the tarot are right next to each other and they have things in common. Um, so because solo is it's like success or victory really is like the main re meaning of this rune. And well, in the sun, okay. Sun and success are both primary meanings of this rune and that's okay. It can have two. And, um, seeing that juxtaposed with the judgment card and everything that we just talked about, I'm seeing it as a blessing, but it's dependent on my own, performance right like I, and maybe this is just my belief interfering with what it's saying but w what i'm seeing is that like success is coming also the sun is literally coming like that'll be spring so that'll be you know we'll be getting like actually long days at that point or like longish days at that point um which is really beautiful and you know it's spring which is the time for planting and sprouting and you know, things coming up out of the ground and new life, new life and new projects. And it's just very exciting. It's a very exciting time. And I am planning to release some singles, um, you know, in the spring. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, so 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 the, the judgment and the success. It's possible. Well, well, the sun will be there no matter what. Right. And I the way that I'm kind of feeling this, intuiting this, is that the success will be there if I, if I, if I pass the judgment, if I, if I, if I pass the test of my own judgment or divine judgment and, or really like natural consequences also, right? Because like so much of what I'm planning to do this year, this coming year is stuff that like 
could or could not succeed based on my own input, my own effort. And a lot of these things are like, I know what are the things that I need to do to experience at least like some degree of success, you know, like I know what's the work that I have to put in. I know when I have to do it even. I know roughly what I have to do. But it's a question of actually doing all or most of it, enough of it, that it actually manifests as success. And that's why I ask once more, dear divine, for divine assistance with consistency in 2022. And well, like, I mean, starting now and forever, please. And thank you. Okay, I'm making a note here. Judgment on Aries and also Sobolo. And we'll make notes later. Okay, so for Taurus season, let's have it. We have the Hermit. Interesting. Interesting. When does Taurus season start? Let's look at this calendar again here. So Taurus season starts at the end of April and goes through most of May. So, I mean, I don't know why it would be that time of year. I, okay, so that has nothing to do with school. But, God, that's good. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about school. For those of you who don't know, I spent four years at Baylor Anivers Anniversary University, <laughs> Baylor University, studying stuff. <laughs> didn't graduate dropped out um after getting like super depressed and going from like high performing student in the honors college to like failing most of my classes and dropping out and moving to austin yeah and i've been in austin since then um and then i've done two years of college through uh starbucks through arizona state university online um studying psychology and I still don't have a degree and <laughs> I might at some point, but I don't know. I'm it's 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 I have a lot of mixed feelings about it and we can talk about it some other time. So that's one of the reasons that the hermit like made me think of school because that, that is like an incomplete. It's a loose end in my life, you know, and how important it is it. Is it a loose end that I'm going to sacrifice or is it a loose end that I should just fucking finish? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, um. It's something that I'm that I that I think about and that I'm going to think about some more probably. So the hermit, I mean, the, the hermit is about going inward and reflecting and studying also. Um, yeah, taking time to like study. And I wonder if I wonder if there might not be like. That might be a time that I might want to, like, spend more time studying magic or it might be a time that I need to – I suspect it's going to it's gonna be a time I'm going to need to plan for some alone time. And I don't know if that's going to be for, like, more emotional shadow work type stuff or it's going to be for more, like, intellectual studying and, like, practicing magic. Or the, the Hermit is also – actually, I forgot this. The Hermit is also an Odinic card. It's It's – you know, one of the many faces of Odin is basically the archetype of the hermit. 
and you know the hooded one, Grimnir, and and the Journeyer. So again, about shamanic journeying potentially, and diving into that. You know, that's a very hermity thing, but also like songwriting and recording music. Those are very hermity things. Um, those are some of the most hermity things that I do when I'm really hermiting. I tend to write a lot of songs, um, and to record songs requires hermiting. And so I'm wondering if that might not be a time where I'm kind of like, okay, we've recorded some songs, but if this album thing is going to be for real and we're going to get all these singles out this year, like we said, we were going to, we're going to have to take some serious time now alone to get this shit sharp and on tape. So that might be um, something, but I'm definitely going to make a point not to plan too much or rather like plan for alone time that's the note that i'm making here um and then let's pick a rune for tourist season and we just got ansu's which is again the other odinic rune so getting the hermit and ansu's together is really appropriate and um, Ansu's is the rune of the word, of magic, of inspiration, of breath, of the wind, of all of these things, of spirit, um, of Odin, of magic. I think I said that. Of the runes. It's like the rune of the runes. Um, and so, I like just saying that like the hermit to me, one of the biggest things that the hermit is to me is like songwriting time and re music recording time. Well, Ansu's is music and writing and inspiration like Ansu's is inspiration it's the breath um it's literally like the breath of song like when i sing like singing making music is Ansu's like that's the action of Ansu's is singing or chanting or speaking things into existence um and ench to enchant something right is to to sing into it um that's Ansu's so and that's that's what I'm doing, right? With my album. I mean, I, I've been thinking more recently about like every performance. And I think it's been this way for a long time, but I never thought of it this way in in these words. But I, I'm really coming to think that every single performance of a song that I do, I'm casting a spell. And I think there's a sense in which anytime anyone performs a song, they're casting a spell whether they know it or not. Um, but I realized that I have the opportunity, because that is the case, to be really intentional about how I cast that spell and what spell I cast and um, that there are a number of things that I can do to make it more potent or more effective or more graceful or more aligned. I don't know, whatever, anyhow. So that's something that I've been thinking about is thinking about songs as spells and thinking about, well, specifically of performances of songs as being castings of spells and how I can adapt that for recording as well as how I can adapt that for live performance. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot and maybe that's something I'll get to play with a lot in tourist season. So I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> yay. All right. And then let's see. Gemini season is next and that's going to be May 21st to June 21st. According this is I'm just like on a website. I'm not even going to tell you what it is because it doesn't matter. Um, so if I have these dates slightly wrong or whatever, whatever is my response to that. Okay. So let's see. For Gemini season, we have, I feel like I get this card a lot. And it's the Five of Pentacles. 
And the reason that I feel like I get this card a lot is because I have a complex about accepting help that we were just talking about. You know, I feel like I have to do it all myself. And I I don't even think that I have to do it all myself anymore. Like, I've analyzed this and I've thought it through and I really don't believe that I have to do it all myself. In fact, I really strongly believe that I have to not do it all myself. Like, success is going to be way more attainable the more, like, basically the more that I collaborate with other people, the more that I accept help from other people and from the divine, the more ways that success has to come to me, if that makes sense. So, like, I need to be accepting help. I am actually, like, out of other options, basically. <laughs> um, but still, you know, I have historically struggled with having difficulty accepting help because feeling like either like I have a vision that's so specific that I really don't know if I can like trust anyone else to get it quite right or like I know my own skill level and I think I could handle this but I don't know if I trust someone else to do it which that gets really rough when it's like you're you're wanting a music video with handheld camera and it's like well I trust myself to do handheld filming <laughs> and I trust myself to be in the music video but unfortunately I cannot do both of those things simultaneously I have no other choice but to ask for help or come up with other solutions and the truth is that you know the more help I ask for and accept and receive the more I'll be able to get done and the more creative output I'll have for you to enjoy so let's do it let's go um, and yeah, the five of pentacles, what does that have to do with it? So it's about like, being shut out, right? And and for me, it's often about the question of like, are we actually being shut out by like some gatekeeper or are we shutting ourselves out? Are we the gatekeeper that's shutting ourselves out? Um, and I think of that line, <laughs> that part of the princess bride where they're like, give me the gate key and he's like what gate key and they're like hit him and he's like oh you mean this gate key <laughs> here you go um okay that was just like a really probably a really poorly performed quote but you know fuck it i've said it before i'll say it again it's my podcast I can cry if I want. It's my podcast. I can cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Um, I've literally never heard that song, like a recording of that song. It's just one of those ones that my mom sung all the time when I was growing up. So I've heard it a lot. The end. Okay. Not the end. Gemini. We're talking about Gemini. We already drew a card for Gemini. It's the Five of Pentacles. So I'm not sure how I feel, universe, about the Five of Pentacles being the first Pentacle card for the year, but, you know, I'll take it. Um, Yeah, I feel like I've actually said enough about that, right? It's it's the thing. I have to let people in. I have to let myself in, you know? If I am saying, no, I'm the outsider, they won't help me and I won't go in, it's not actually them that won't help me. It's that I won't go in, right? 
And it's that I won't go in and make myself a part of the community, not that the community won't accept me. Um, you only find I could only possibly find out that the community wouldn't accept me if I actually went in and introduced myself and 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 asked for, you know, offered my own my own energy and asked for what I needed. You know, that that would be the only way that I could know whether or not I would have any success with doing that or not. Um, what's this rune that I've got in my hands? It's an Ewaz, which is not the same as I was, um, but they both are E, but different kinds of E, kind of, um, or I, well, I, no one really knows much about I was, whether it's supposed to be I or A, um, the sound, I mean, but you spell it E-I. We've agreed on that, even though <laughs> you wouldn't have spelled runes when runes were in use. Anyhow, whatever. Whatever. So we have Ewaz. I'm going to write that down. Ewaz is the divine twins. Ewaz is harmony. Ewaz is partnership. Ewaz is what happens when humans and spirit or gods or the divine, when a human and a god basically um, collaborate And it's, um, well, it's, it's, it can describe, Ewaz can describe a shamanic journey. Um, you know, the, the mounting of a, a dream horsing, uh, is possession also. Well, horses are associated with Ewaz. I didn't say the divine twins are sometimes depicted as horses. And it, the bond between a horse and rider is the kind of partnership that we're talking about. So again, it's like two completely different uh, services or types of value being brought to the table, but like they come together and they make something that's like more than the sum of its parts, you know? Um, when you have a horse and you have a person and you put them together, you know, suddenly you have somebody who has the thumbs and language capabilities of a person and the speed of a horse and that's really powerful so uh yeah that's 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 pretty cool that's pretty cool um and that's the sort of stuff that you can make happen through the sort of activities that awaz represents and can invoke so to me i'm seeing awaz again as this call to divine partnership and to trust the divine and to ride like a horse to ride the waves of the coming year with trust with trust in the divine to come through with my eyes open as in the four of cups and also with like doing what i say i'll do following keeping to my commitments and and um keeping my oaths yes so if I can actually do that, you know, if I can do my part and God can do his part and we can come together and both do our car, like, part, like, damn, what can we do together? Let's find out. I want 2022 to be the year that I find out. I'm going to write that down, actually. 2022 will be the year that I find out what can happen when I do everything I say I'm going to do and also have faith in the divine and the divine comes through. 
that'll make sense to me later. Okay, cancer season. Let's go. We're speed running this thing now. What do we got? Oh, we've got shit. Uh, <laughs> we've got the five of wands, which is fine. <laughs> so the five of wands, I always call it the too many cooks in the kitchen card because it's about when you have a bunch of people who actually like want the same thing, but we're humans. So we're not always good at seeing other people's perspectives and understanding each other. And we're not always very good at communicating. And so a lot of times we can, like a group of people can all want the same thing and not know it and think that we're actually on opposite sides when really we're on the same team. And it's kind of crazy. Like actually you can see it happening in the world all around us, right? Like we all just want everyone to be safe and free and for life in many ways to go back to normal. Um, but, you know, there are two pretty distinct groups of people who have two pretty distinct sets of opinions about how that should be done and what that looks like. And so we end up fighting. And that's really sad because really we all want the same thing and we could get it way faster if we were willing to work together. So there's that. And uh, what's that mean for cancer season? Well, I guess we're going to find out come late spring, early summer. Because I'm pretty sure, or wait, wait, is it all late spring? Is cancer the end of spring? Let me think about this. No, cancer's the beginning of summer. Oh yeah, okay, cancer's late June. Okay, oh my god. Let's look at the dates. Yes, cancer season is June 22nd to July 22nd. Okay, so Gemini is late spring. And then cancer is early summer. And someone told me the other day that that like the the signs that start each season are, are they called fixed or cardinal or something? I don't know. There's like different like there's different qualities associated with the signs that start each season, the signs that are in the middle of each season and the signs that are at the end of each season. And I thought that was interesting. I don't know much about it. But there's that. Okay. Five wands. That's what we got. So I'm I'm wondering if this is more of like a greater world conflict energy or if this is more something that I should be prepared to come up in, I don't know, like oil coven or something. Like, are we going to have too many boss witches in the circle and like it's going to get chaotic and I'm going to have to find a way to deal with that? I don't know. I've already, well, it's not been like there's not been like negative conflict, but I have started to find that there are enough boss witches that like making decisions together takes a lot longer than making decisions alone. And the more I've been thinking about it, the more I've been realizing like I might have to just start making some more decisions alone. Like I really like making a lot of decisions as a team and I, I don't like um, I don't want people to feel like. I'm in charge and everything that I say goes, you know, I want people to feel people in oil coven to feel like this is their coven too. But at the same time, if you, you know, if you say, oh, it can be whatever you want and it's a democracy, well, then what's the vision? Like, what am I holding space for? Right. And as space holder, it's my responsibility to hold the vision and hold the space for the vision. And 
yes, we have multiple space holders and we do it together and we do great, but it's really just in the interest of time. Like I've realized we're spending a, a lot of time at our meetings making decisions that really could be made like mostly alone and then just confirmed as a team. And I think I'm going to start moving more in that direction. But I'm wondering if this five of ones at the beginning of cancer season might be about like that sort of thing or if it might be about like creative collaboration becoming like a little overwhelming where I might want to simplify and go back to like um, doing some creative things solo or like just like not working with so many people or it might also just be about like you know continuing to work with people but just understanding that like when you collaborate with other people you give up total control of the results and that can be a really cool thing actually like it can be really cool to see what somebody else comes up with creatively for something that you started you know rather than to like be a control freak about it the whole time which is I guess be a control freak is kind of violent language about that particular personality trait but you know and um not but and I'm still refurbishing <laughs> my relationship with myself and judgment and stuff so that's that okay so that's um you know there's a number of possibilities for that what that could mean for cancer season I would love to revisit that as we get um you know more in that time and I just pulled a rune for cancer season and it is Uru's which is again it's about sh the shaping power so coming back to that five of wands and how we were how I was talking about like having to kind of take control and step into leadership more boldly and more intentionally and be like hey there are now enough people here that some more uh, pointed leadership is required in order to shape the vision appropriately in the material, right? And uh, the Uru's is that shaping. The Uru Uru's is the, is the action of shaping reality and you know, we do that by setting boundaries. We do that by investing time and energy. We do that by communicating. We do that all sorts of ways. Um, but what I'm seeing with those two together is that, like, there's going to be some sort of chaos. And I'm going to have to be super conscious and intentional about molding the chaos to and, like, like redirecting the chaos and reordering the chaos to suit my vision. Um and that sort of leadership is something that I've actually, like, you know, dreamed of for a long time and that I that also scares me. So that's something that is going to be very exciting to get into. Um, okay. And I'm going to make a note here, step into leadership, because I think that feels really relevant. I might just, like, go back and listen to this episode every month and, and like, <laughs> think back on that. That could be a really interesting way to do this. Okay. Because um, I feel like also as we get like partway through the year, um, cards and runes that I've drawn for like later in the year might become more clear. I might have more to say about like how that might play out. Anyhow, let's move on to Leo season. So Leo season starts July 23rd, August 22nd or thereabouts. And let's see for Leo season. 
we've got a card and it's the five of cups and the five of cups is about loss and it's about specifically focusing on loss and I always see kind of like the four, you know, is about not seeing the gifts. And I see it as a reminder to look for the gifts. Um, five is about focusing on loss. And I see it as a reminder to focus on opportunity and to focus on, again, the gifts. Look for the gifts. Look for the source. Look for resources. Because the, the five of cups, the thing about it is you've got this guy and there's five cups. And three of them are in front of him and they've fallen over and they've clearly spilled whatever was in them. And then there's two cups behind him that are still upright. And then also in the distance, you can see there's like a river. And so water being like the thing that the cups hold, right? Symbolically, what you're seeing here is that like that water, that source of fulfillment, that source of joy, that that creative flow, all of those things that water represents, those good feels, um, have been lost. They've been spilled out of these three cups, right? And the guy's focusing on that. And so he's sad. But the reminder here is that, hold on, A, there's two more cups right behind him and they're still full and upright and all good. And like B, the fallen cups can be like, they don't have to stay, they're not permanently sideways. Like you can turn them back upright, right? And you can't put back the water that was in them you know, you can't unspill the water, but there is a whole fucking river and you can refill the chalices in the river. You do have literally source. Like the source of all water is right there within very easy walking distance and you have boots on. So those boots were made for walking to the river with your empty fallen chalices to fill them up with water and keep on keeping on and so i'm gonna make a note here in leo season about keep on keeping on um and then i think there's that old chinese proverb fall down seven times stand up eight which only makes sense if you are standing up at the beginning um from let's say you're an infant <laughs> and the first time you ever stand up um, but you know, the Chinese proverb, I don't think it's about math. I think it's about, um, you know, getting your shit together and having at it again. So let's see. Five of cups, making a note here. I'm making a note here. Huge success. How many times can I sing the same line from the same song in one episode? Stay tuned to find out. Okay. So with the five of cups, which I'm seeing again as a reminder, so, like, if things seem bad, you do not have time to focus on that. So get your shit together, get your head in the game, go gather the water from the river and keep going, okay? So, like, what you thought was going to happen didn't work out too bad. You still have to release six singles in an album, you still have to put out your podcast, you still have to host Oil Coven, and you still have to pay your bills. So, get her done. <laughs> and that's me being gentle with myself. So, what's the rune for Leo season? What's this one? This is a nice big chonky Leo rune. This is Tiwaz. Tiwaz is the pillar that holds up the heavens and keeps them separate from the earth and maintains cosmic order. And it is therefore also law and order and truth and justice and righteousness. And it's an upwards arrow also. 
So it's um I mean it's Irmansul, it's the pillar, right? That 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 keeps up the sky and, and maintains cosmic order. But it's also that symbol of like ever striving higher towards our highest potential. And what I always think of, of course, is the worst witch Cackles Academy theme song, which is Onward, ever striving onward, proudly on our brooms we fly, straight and true above the treetops, shadows on the moonlit sky. Ne'er a day will pass before us when we have not tried our best, kept our cauldrons bubbling nicely, cast our spells with zest. Did I go to Cackles Academy? You'll never know. Okay, so <laughs> Tiwaz, um, yeah, I guess that's it, right? And and Tiwaz is the rune also. The four agreements. I've spoken about them before. I'll speak about them again. The four agreements are, one, be impeccable with your word. Two and three, in no particular order, make no assumptions and take nothing personally. Four, always do your best. Always do your best. And I have picked out runes to represent each of the four agreements that I want to get tattooed on the knuckles of my left hand at some point in my life. I'm not there yet. I feel like you kind of have to have like full arm sleeves before you're allowed to get knuckle tattoos. And I'm not there yet. So um, universe, I accept all the blessings that you could possibly send me, including uh, money for my tattoo budget and also openings in my favorite tattoo artists schedules. Yeah. So that's that. Um, but the runes that I picked to go with the four agreements that I'm sure we'll talk about more in depth on some future episode for being impeccable with your word is Ansu's because it's the word, right? And then for make no assumptions, it's um, it's Perthro, actually, because it's like the respecting the mystery, right? And respecting the unknowable. And then uh, for for what's the other one? Uh, taking nothing personally, it's Manas, right? The person, man. We're all, we're all only human. It's not about you. <laughs> it's about it's about them. You're about you. They're about them. Don't get it mixed up. And then for always do your best, it's Tiwaz because that's the onward over striving onward, upward over striving upward. Always trying to be our best, live into our highest potential, be our highest selves, be our best selves. So, and in the context of the Five of Cups, right, Tiwaz is the call to turn the fuck around, pick up your fucking cups, get your ass to the river, and let's go. So it's possible <laughs> that cancer season <laughs> with its five of wands uh, and its call to step into leadership of shaping my vision, um, shaping, shaping the world according to my vision and my intention. Um, it's possible that that'll leave me a little winded or a little disappointed um, in Leo season in some way or another. And what's really important is that regardless of how it feels this summer, um, I have a sacred duty to always do my best and to keep showing up and to keep my oaths. And uh, now I have you to be accountable to as well. So that's cool. That's fun. Um, T was. Yeah, I got to write that down. Okay, T was. So, Okay. Yeah, my interpretation for Tiwaz is literally, like, I made the note, right? Keep on keeping on, fall down seven times, stand up eight. And that, to me, like, Tiwaz and is exactly about that. 
I mean, it's about a lot of things, but I feel like it goes really well with that. It matches up perfectly with what I'd already said about the Five of Cups. So that's really interesting. Virgo season. Virgo season begins August 23rd and ends September 22nd. And that's so that's going to be the end of summer. Moving into the beginning of fall with Libra season, but we're not there yet. We're in Virgo. So we're at the end, tail end of summer. I actually really like dividing up the year this way as like beginning of summer, middle of summer, end of summer. I feel like this makes so much more sense than the regular months. And like not even venturing into the question of like, do we believe in the the associations with each astrological sign? I just feel like dividing the year by the way the sun moves through the constellations makes way more sense than whatever it is we do. Whatever it is we do here. I'm yawning and it's 2 a.m. How long have I been fucking recording? Oh, well, this will be a nice long solstice special. Um, Virgo, pick a card. The card is the Eight of Pentacles, which is the card of work. And I feel like what that's telling me is that I'm probably going to hit a point, <laughs> as you do. Where I feel like my goals are no longer fun and new and shiny and exciting. They're now difficult and boring and challenging and hard and scary. And um, that's an attitude and that's a choice. And I choose this year to... The fuck is my card? There it is. Um what I'm seeing this card, this eight of pentacles as is, is a call to, Hey, it's not, all, it's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be what you really want to do right now, but these commitments that you've made, you're going to have to keep them. If you want to see the fruits of your labor and you're going to have to keep them when it's not fun and you're going to have to keep them when it's hard. And you're going to have to keep them when you'd really rather do something else. And you'll be happier if you find joy and honor in the work, in the little act of just showing up every day to do the thing, you know? And and I, I do find honor in doing that. And I think I find some joy in it. I certainly find some pride in it when I do it. Um, it's much easier to do when someone else is holding you accountable than it is to do for yourself, at least in my experience. And I, I wish it weren't that way. Like I wish I were more, and I really am like a, quite a self-motivated person compared to most people that I know, but I wish that I were more of a self-motivated person. And uh, maybe that's a possibility for this year. We shall see. I'm open to it. Okay. Um, I also just want to say that under, when I cut the deck and saw the Eight of Pentacles, right under the Eight of Pentacles was the Ace of Pentacles. So I'm choosing to see that as a reminder that like the infinite abundance that's represented in the Ace is locked behind the choice, not the ability, the choice to show up and do what needs to be done, even when it's hard, even when it's boring, even when it's not fun, even when you don't want to, even when you're feeling off, you know, 
you show up and you do what needs to be done. And if you do that, many blessings. Good things come of it. And it's a natural consequence, not just a reward from the universe. So anyhow, that's that. Eight of Pentacles. What's the rune for uh, Virgo season? What's this one here? No, not that one. This. Oh, come on. This one. Now these. Now these. Okay. Now these is the rune of sacrifice. And that makes sense with the Eight of Pentacles, actually, because, right, like if, if, if work is not fun, presumably there's something else that you'd rather be doing right now. And sacrifice, one thing that sacrifice means is not doing that other thing that you'd rather be doing right now because this thing needs to be done. And there is a part of me that, you know, tonight, for example, there is a part of me that wanted to just come inside chill out or like keep chilling out in my car for like another half an hour listening to which bitch amateur hour you know there was a part of me that really wanted to do that and there was a part of me that just wanted to get cozy and cuddle up with my husband and like diffuse some oils and scroll pinterest and not think too hard about anything but there's also a really really big part of me that is just not satisfied if I'm not constantly striving and and reaching for new things and trying new things and leveling up. So here I am recording my episode again in an effort to stay consistent. And, um, you know, many things were sacrificed to get here. And to me, that's what Nalthys means. And I, I've been wanting to do an episode, and it's actually going to be this season, I'm pretty sure, about not just Nalthys, but about sacrifice in general. Because the truth is, I've said it before and I'll say it again, we are always, we're constantly making sacrifices. The question is, what are we sacrificing? And what are we sacrificing it to? And that's a question that I'm going to be asking myself a lot this Virgo season is what am I sacrificing and what am I sacrificing it to? And more, and perhaps, you know, more importantly in Virgo season for me this year, according to this forecast, I'll need to be asking myself, what do I need to sacrifice right now so that my highest priorities and my highest potential can manifest sooner rather than later. And again, that's it's it's more shedding, more sacrificing, more shedding, more of the good stuff. More of the good juicy meats. Okay. Wow. That girl's weird. Okay. <sighs> Libra season, the beginning of fall. Okay. So we've got the beginning of fall. We've got Libra season. We're going to cut this a little bit, a couple times, and then we're going to cut it right here. And we're going to have the Ten of Wands, which is a really fun card about carrying really heavy burdens. 
And it's really interesting to see that right after getting now these and after having um, the Eight of Cups earlier and, you know, some other stuff that seems to be about shedding and letting go and stuff. So I'm not too overjoyed <laughs> um, to see the Ten of Wands in Libra season. But what I'm, uh, what that means to me, what the Ten of Wands means to me, and what I expect, how I expect that might manifest is as overwhelm with having like bitten off, quote unquote, more than I can chew. And I guess actually the solution, well, the easiest, okay, there's like two solutions, right? Well, there's three solutions to the problem of the 10 wands. The first solution is you continue to carry all the wands yourself. And it might be a little slower than you would want to be. And you might arrive pretty burnt out to wherever you're going, um, unable to really enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, and that's that's solution one is you do it yourself and you just accept that it's going to wear you out and it might not be as good. Um, solution two is you drop some of the wands and you keep going by yourself, but you don't take all 10 wands. You, you shed some, you drop some, you lose some along the way and you just you end up where you're going uh, probably on time and probably, you know, with your energy pretty good, but you, you've lost some of your things that you were carrying with you, which for, for me in this, you know, as I'm looking at my year ahead, I'm looking at these projects, these commitments, right? The podcast, the oil coven, the, the, uh, uh, the music. And I haven't even like talked about other things like, you know, family or whatever, but so the, what I'm, what I'm seeing here is second solution, right? Is, is you drop some of those priorities, you sacrifice some pieces of those projects so that you can still make it to the finish line in time. And the third solution is that you get help. You get help to carry the wands, right? You get people to help you carry through to the end. And if you do that... Not only do you have more energy when you get there and you have all your wands when you get there and you probably get there on time, but you also have company and other people who are enrolled in your goal and enrolled in your vision and excited about your success. And honestly, that's the solution that I want. And that's not a solution that's ever occurred to me. That's like that's not a solution to the Ten of Wands that has ever occurred to me before. Um, I've always seen the Ten of Wands as kind of a problem card, and it's it's very interesting to me um, that that's how this is coming up here, and that's how this is coming through to me. But yeah, I think that both sacrifice and like community and relationships are going to be really big key parts of this year for me. Maybe not just for me, maybe for you too. I don't know. You tell me what you think. Um. But yeah, and, and both community and sacrifice are both solutions to the Ten of Wands problem. Um, and 
well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get there, I guess, won't we? And I'm not going to make decisions about what I'm going to do then now. Um, okay, so for Libra season, we've got a rune, and it is Fehu. Well, that's nice. That could be very nice, couldn't it? So Fehu is often seen as the money rune, but I want to say that Fehu is not actually about the reaping of rewards. It's about growth and currency and multiplication. Yera is more about reaping and harvesting and enjoying the fruits of your labor. Um, Fehu is more about the healthy flow of currency and exchange that keeps an economy, whether it's an economy of money or an economy of energy or whatever, um, you know, that keeps it healthy and flowing and moving. And it's about also the, the branching action of the way that, for example, you know, one seed becomes one plant, becomes many flowers and fruits, becomes many, many seeds, becomes many, many plants, becomes many, many, many fruits and flowers and seeds and, and so on. And so it's about that that branching type of growth, um, which you also see in, well, you see it in something like Oil Coven, right? And you see it in something like podcast listeners, right? Like, you know, you get one listener, your one listener tells three of their friends. Now you've got four listeners. Those three friends tell three of their friends each. Now you've got nine more. That's 13. That's a coven. <laughs> um, I'm just making shit up now. But, well, whatever. Okay. I'm thinking about the word just and it's time. It's it's high time. We do a language about um, like unlocking some, some meanings behind some words and did I say we do a language? Because I meant do an episode about language, like conscious language. And Abigail wants to come do that one with me. So manifest. Let's do it. Okay. 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 So we got we got the 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 ten of wands, and then where were we? Oh, we got Fehu. Okay. So <clears throat> Fehu is largely about i feel like making smart investments and that can be smart investments of time and energy smart investments of your like your you know your skills and abilities um and in particular the question of am i investing my resources which you know include money energy time all these things stuff Am I investing my resources in places where that investment can grow and provide value to either myself or my family or my community or the world at large or to someone, anyone? Um, or am I investing my energy in places where it's like a dead end, you know, or like a black hole where you can just like throw energy at something and it's never going to grow or come back at you? Um, or to you, or whatever, um, or serve anyone. And so, like, <laughs> phone games are a really good example of a place where we invest energy that's never going to come back to us. Um, and there's a there are possible exceptions for the sorts of games that, like, actually keep your brain young, but you can only justify so many minutes a day of that sort of thing. 
Um, and, you know, also, like, energy vampires or people who take energy and, and you know, various accoutrements of friendship and, like, never give back in in kind um you know those sorts of people can take a lot of your energy without ever um without there ever being a return on the investment and which is not to say that like all relationships that appear imbalanced to someone are like unhealthy and you should stop investing energy there um because you know people bring value to relationships in different ways and it's not always apparent to everyone, you know, what value someone is bringing to a given relationship. But anyhow, I just want to put that out there. <sighs> so moving forward. Um, but yes, asking yourself, yourself questions about where you're investing your energy and whether it's smart or not or whether you should maybe... Um, rethink where you're putting your energy because because the the point is you you want to create a harvest yara right fehu is the beginning yara is right in the middle yara is the harvest um but yeah so that is libra season and now let's talk about scorpio season yay scorpio season is right in the middle of fall no wonder it feels so magical and we're gonna pick a card so we're gonna do a little tiny rearranging of cards and then we're going to open this deck to the fool fascinating so the fool i'm seeing at least two possibilities here so one of them is the possibility that i realize again that i know nothing <laughs> and that i have so far to go and that i am still at the very beginning of my journey even after a whole nother trip around the sun <laughs> And um, that's okay, you know. I'm I'm allowed to have grace with myself. Uh, time is allowed to be for learning. Uh, time is allowed to be for making progress without having to like finish everything on time all at once. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, which is not to say like I've made some oaths about music, you know, and I'm going to keep them. But I'm it's it's totally possible that I will, you know, for example, that I will release them and then afterwards I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I released those. They sound so unprofessional." <laughs> um, you know, judgy 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 myself. That's me. Um, sometimes it has been me. It could be me again. It's a possibility, and I'm open to other possibilities. If you notice me, like, repeating these phrases all the time, especially during this episode, I'm just, I'm being super conscious of the fact that my words are being broadcast to the universe and to the entire world and to my gods and, you know, to my own subconscious and superconscious and stuff, and uh, that I feel like what I say about myself and what I say about the way that things are going to be, it has a lot of power. Um, and I, I feel like it has a lot of power right now, especially. And so 
I I may say stuff casually that I realize like right after saying it that I don't quite mean or like I don't quite want that to be true. And so like maybe there's another way um, to like say something that's true while also being open to things being better now or in the future. Um, so, yeah, if you hear me correct myself or like using certain phrases, it's like these are the phrases that work for me to both acknowledge what's true and also acknowledge the possibility of the vision. So, <sighs> Scorpio, fool, right? Me, in other words. Um, and I think also there's a sense in which like that time of year always just feels really magical to me. Um, yeah, like Scorpio season, I feel like feels like the most magical time of year. It's so exciting. Um, you can just feel the veil thinning. Like, yeah, I don't know, you feel life transforming. You feel colors changing and air crisping and I just feel like there's more magic in the air that time of year. And maybe it's just conditioning, but maybe it's true. I don't know. So the fool is someone who really feels that and lives into that. And and sometimes in the fall, I want to be the fool, you know, like I want to just enjoy life like the Ten of Cups again. But it's it's a more innocent. Um, I feel like the Ten of Cups is a really mature enjoying of life. It's like a, I enjoy even the little quote unquote boring and tedious things um, because I appreciate what they bring to the bigger picture and I really appreciate the bigger picture. Whereas the fool is more like, I really appreciate the song of the birds right now and the way the sun feels on my skin and the way this flower smells and the way the air feels um, and the way it's like making my sleeves do fun things and this dog is just so full of joy. Like... I feel like that's kind of the sort of excitement for life that the fool has, um, the sort of joy that the fool has. And the fool has a lot of naivete also, right? And so, I don't know, is Scorpio season me becoming aware of my own, me re-becoming, by the way, because I'm, I'm, I always know that I'm the fool, Um it's probably why so much of my humor is so self-deprecating is because my tarot deck is probably my oldest, closest friend and it can be pretty deprecating. <laughs> you know, I feel like the main lesson of tarot is that we are all always and forever the fool. And so, so anyhow, so seeing, seeing the fool come up as a card for a season, it, it's like, okay, well, tell me something I didn't know. And also, I mean, it could either be like a remonstrance of like, yo, get your shit together or like, yo, you don't know half as much as you think you know. Um, but it could also be a, a, hey, like, you're young. You got the wands to where they were going because actually, um, without revealing too much of my secret plans, let me look at these dates again. Without revealing too much of my secret plans yes 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 i think by scorpio season my um you know some of my oaths will be complete mm -hmm. 
What could that mean, I wonder? Um, yeah, so in that case, it really could be time to, like, start something new, actually. Um, oh, well, and of course, I mean, Samhain, which takes place in Scorpio season, right? Samhain is the the first witch's new year, right? And, and it's, it is that time of year this year when I kind of looked back started to look back and was like, okay, here's what I've gotten done and here's what I want to do next. And and the visions that I have now and the oaths that I made today are, you know, I, I was able, I have those visions and I was able to make those oaths because of things that I've been ruminating on and brainstorming on and planning and envisioning for several weeks or a couple months now. Um, you know, since about Sawin, thoughts that have been playing through my head since about Sawin, or well, and some of them for much, much longer, are what have gone into the plans that I have for the coming year now. And so the fool in Scorpio season may be like a, hey, you just got a bunch of stuff done. And I know we just went through the whole 10 of wands thing. But now that you've dropped those 10 wands off at the top of the mountain, wouldn't you like to jump right back off that cliff, which is not, sorry, that's, if you're not familiar with tarot imagery, me talking about jumping off a cliff is not like suicidal Zoomer humor. That's, um, <laughs> that is the literal depiction on the fool card that the guy is kind of like unaware that he's about to walk right off this cliff. And so the question posed by that is like, is he a fool? for th not realizing that he's about to fall or is his confidence enough to carry him across to where he's going? And if you look at the world around you, I think you'll notice that a good many people have more confidence than sense and find at least their fair share of success with that, you know, equ equipped with mostly confidence, basically. Um, and, you know, you can be confident and wrong and get a lot farther than somebody who is, um, you know, very quiet and reserved and self-doubting, but a genius. Um, I know this for a fact. I have met many very confident, very successful, very dumb people, and I've met many very intelligent very reserved, um, very depressed people. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, so the, you know, and, and it's fun, you know, the fool's card zero, it's the beginning, it's a new beginning. And it's um, coming back around and, and having that, that, those new, you know, coming back at something with fresh eyes. And I can tell you right now, like I'm already planning to, like I already have plans for my second album. Okay. And I don't know which album is going to be third, but I already have at least some significant plans for like albums three, four, and five. And probably like, like several other, like I have a lot of album concepts and a lot of songs I've already written. And I know I have a lot of songs left to write, but like, we've got a lot to work with here. I have a lot of plans already hanging around. And what I'm saying is that like, I can see myself getting really overwhelmed by this whole music project and everything else that I've set on my table for this year. Um, 
and then I can also see myself in Scorpio season having released a lot of it, feeling like, uh, you know, as I usually do, when I finish a project, there's a high from finishing a project. And the high from finishing the project makes me feel like, oh, I want to do that again. Let's go do that again. And I forget all about the Ten of Wands and the Five of Cups and the Eight of Pentacles and stuff. You know, I forget all about the the hard work and the challenges and the heavy burdens and the, you know, the sad losses, the devastating losses. I forget all about that for just a brief shining moment because I'm like, a new shiny fun project. Let's do it. So I kind of I'm kind of seeing Scorpio season and the fool as like a time to get really excited about what's coming next. You know, what's next on the table, whether it's my next album or whether my next big project is something else or my next journey is something that's not even project related. Um that makes sense having the fool there. I understand it now. Okay. And what's our rune for this one is Ella's, which is protection, which makes sense cuz the veil's going to be thin at this time, right? And um yeah, Elaz is 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 protection, um, shelter and protection from our ancestors, and and it's also horizontal travel between worlds, um, which could be travel along the physical plane or or travel to to next door worlds. Which I would say, like the, you know, a- anything on the other side of the veil, or um, anything fey. Um, feels like it's like next door rather than up or down to me. So something to think about. Um, you know, the veil is thin in Scorpio season. And this the sort of protection that Alice provides would not be out of place at that time. Um, similarly, the sort of branching connections depicted by the you know, branching Y-ish tree shape of this rune, um, which if you're not familiar with Ella's, it looks like a Y, but with the middle stick, a capital Y, but with the middle stick going up all the way through. So it's three prongs on top where it's like a bird foot also. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, you can go back and listen to my episode on runes for protection if you want to know a lot more about Elaz and what it means. Um, but I think its interpretation for Scorpio season, at least from right here, is actually pretty straightforward. Although it might also mean like setting... I mean, protection does mean setting boundaries. So that's something to look into for Scorpio season is like resetting some boundaries Um yeah, something to revisit. That would be good. Okay, Ella's making a note on Scorpio season. And we've got one more season left, and it's Sagittarius season, and that is my season, my friends. And that is a season that just ended yesterday. So we're going to pull a card for Sagittarius season, and then we're going to pull a rune for Sagittarius season. And then we're going to share some final words, and then we're going to be done. And this is going to be my longest episode yet, I think. Also, I found out you can't do audiograms with the app that I use on episodes that are over two hours long. So if anyone knows how to make audiograms or like capture one minute segments of podcast audio um, for free from podcasts longer than two hours, please let me know what you use to do that. And uh, that would be cool. Yeah. 
So the card that I got for Sagittarius season is the sun, which is interesting because it's my solar return, right? Um, and I feel like I, what I'm choosing to see in this card and what my intuition is pointing to also, like, I, I mean, I say that I'm choosing to see this. And the reason that I use that language is because I think my my immediate instinct is actually to say, like, well, it could mean really good things, you know, uh, in, in, not in so many words, um, but to like really be doubting that because my natural instinct is to doubt a positive prediction for myself, is to doubt my own success. And that's the shadow work that I'm going to have to do this winter, I guess, because I don't deserve to doubt my own success. My success doesn't deserve my doubt. Yeah. So I choose to see the possibility of success in this. And what I mean by that is coming around to my next solar return, to my next birthday, and looking back. Because this birthday, I'll tell you what I did this birthday. This birthday, this November 22nd, I had asked off specifically. I got my husband to ask off work specifically so that we could have the day off together and do my little birthday ritual together. And I woke up that morning and I looked around at my bedroom and I was like, well, and I cried about some stuff. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I know that I asked you to ask off so that we could spend the day together and have fun celebrating my birthday. But what I really feel like I need to do today is clean my room because I'm remembering like the guidance that I received from the divine on my last birthday, which was basically to like get my life together enough to be having a kid and like my life is not significantly more together than it was or that's you know that's what I was looking it, it, progress has been made progress has absolutely been made but I just I'm not satisfied with the amount of progress that has been made and I wasn't satisfied on my birthday and I just thought you know what I need to be doing today is getting right with God and getting right with myself and cleaning my room and you know what my husband did he spent his entire day helping me. Well, I don't know if it was his entire day. He might have done some other things. But, like, for the most part, he spent all day helping me get things done around the house. Like, things that were my things. And I don't mean, like, he, you know, swept the floor while I folded my laundry. No, I mean, like, he helped me with my laundry. He helped take things that of mine to places where they needed to go. And... I felt so loved and so supported in that. Like, damn, I could not have asked for a better birthday present than all of that help from that wonderful man. Um, but what I'm getting at is that the reason I spent my birthday that way is because I looked around at my life and I looked around at my world and I said, I am not living the way that I'm supposed to be living. I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not doing it. I've had, I've gone through, actually, this year was really good, actually. I'm gonna, I wanna give myself a lot of credit because I actually spent a lot of time this year doing what I was supposed to be doing. I did a lot of yoga. I did a lot of um, healthy things. I made a lot of good food decisions. I lost 20 pounds. I, you know, made a lot of progress with consistency in oil coven. I wrote another book. <laughs> So, I mean, I've, I, I, I got a lot, I, a lot of good things happened this year. I even got really good at planning for a while. And I, I think it's coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me now. Okay. Um, so 
seeing the sun, what I'm envisioning here is hitting my birthday right at the start of Sagittarius season next year in 2022 and waking up on that day and being like, damn, I got a lot of stuff done this year. I lived into my highest potential. I moved towards my highest potential significantly this year. And I feel good about the progress that I've made. And that's that's the vision that I'm holding for Sagittarius season next year. And getting this sun card is such a like huge piece of like spark of hope for me that um, if I think about it too hard, I might cry. So instead of doing that, I'm going to pull a rune and I'm going to not poke my cards into the fire of my spirit candle. Um, I'm going to pull a rune for Sagittarius season to go with the sun. And I get Hagalaz, which is interesting um, because Hagalaz is kind of opposite to the sun. Um, it's a snowflake and it's also hail. And <laughs> it's like really harsh it's um you know it comes in and it fucks everything up and and then it melts it thaws into water and you know water brings life and only the strong survive and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger um but (laughs) it's not um it's not always great so so what i would the thing with hagalaz is it often is nature stuff going well. Like, Hogwarts often refers to, like, freak nature events, um, if that makes sense. So, like, Hogwarts would be a really good, would be the rune to represent Snowpocalypse, like the big Texas freeze last year, um, which I'm kind of, to be honest, um, expecting another one of those um, just because, you know earth stuff um hagalaz i wouldn't necessarily really expect it um to mean something that literal (laughs) in you know november december of next year but it could i suppose i mean it could but i wouldn't expect that i would expect it more to mean that something unexpected is going to come in and shake things up a little bit. And it might feel like a problem at first, but it's going to leave things better. Um, Hagalaz is kind of like the tower, right? Where the tower is like really uncomfortable um, because, you know, being on top of the tower is comfortable. But if the foundation of the tower is bad, being on top of the tower is really unsafe. And if the foundation of the tower is bad, which in the tower tarot card, it, I mean, whether the foundation is bad or not, it's going to get struck by lightning and you're going to come down and it's going to suck. So like the top of the tower is not the place to be when that happens. But the point is that it's, you know, the lightning comes and it, this, you know, freak nature event, lightning, hagalaz, hail, same energy, um, you know, comes and, and wreaks a bunch of havoc and fucks a bunch of shit up. But then the aftermath of it in both the tower and Hagalaz is positive, you know, is transformative. And I'm going to take this Hagalaz here as a reminder that if something comes along, or I should say when, perhaps, when something comes along next Sagittarius season, 
that feels like it's fucking with my shit, fucking with my vibe, this will be my reminder to trust. To, again, trust the divine, trust divine timing, trust that everything is playing out the way that it's supposed to or the way that it will at the very least and that I'm prepared to handle it and that things are going to turn out for the best in the end. And I think the belief that things are going to turn out for the best in the end, by the way, I think that belief is a belief that is more helpful than true sometimes. Um, And I think sometimes it's better to have helpful beliefs than to have true beliefs. Um, It's best if your beliefs are both helpful and true. But there are some instances where the true is not as important. It's really just not important. So, like, confidence is a really good example of this. You know, if if you have personal confidence and nothing to back it up, yeah, you'll eventually hit a challenge that you can't pass, but you'll hit a lot of challenges that you can pass because a lot of challenges really only require confidence to pass them. And, you know, if you have confidence and you have something to back it up, like, you can make it really far. But if you have plenty to be confident about and you're not confident, you're going to have trouble passing even the most, even the, even the simplest and, and easiest of, of real life tests, you know? Um, so what I'm saying here is that the belief that you are worthy is actually more important than actually measuring up to whatever standards you have of, of what it means to be worthy. Um, you can get a lot further with the belief that you're worthy than you can with actually measuring up to those standards. Um, but of course, the you know, the best is is to measure up to your own standards and to also believe that you're worthy. So I wish that for all of us this coming year and always. And if perhaps all you needed was for somebody else to wish that for you, then I'm really glad and grateful that I could be that person to wish that for you. And if you need a little more, then stick around and uh, let's see what we can do together, you know? Let's see what we can do together. I know I need a little more, but I'm open to receiving encouragement from the universe in all forms, from all directions, at any time of day or night. The end. Okay, so there's no homework today. Um... Like I said, there's no homework review. Um, well, okay. I mean, well, the home there is kind of homework today, but you don't have to do it. You can do whatever you want. Well, you never have to do the homework. Okay, there's homework today, and it's optional, like it always is. Do your own year ahead reading <laughs> and tell me about your experience. Um, if you take a picture of your reading and share it on Instagram and tag at Welcome to Magic School, and then you, like, respond to my messages, I'll send you some happy mail. So... <laughs> And also, if I, like, forget, like, if you do it and I don't message you, like, hey, send me your address so I can send you some happy mail, feel free to call me out and remind me. Um, It's probably just my brain, you know? It's it's not my intentions. My intentions are good and pure, um, and the road to hell is paved with them. So um, please never be afraid to remind me. If you feel like I owe you something, I'll tell you if I think you're wrong, and I'll give it to you if I think you're right. 
So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so do, do your own year ahead reading. That's your homework. And then you can tell me about it um, or you can, yeah, you can send me voice messages or written messages and I can feature them on uh, future episodes or you can, and or, you can do both of these things. You can take a picture of your reading, share it on Instagram, tag me at Welcome to Magic School. And uh, when I see that tag, I will send you some happy mail or I'll start corresponding with you about figuring that out. I just thought that would be really fun. Um, I wanted to offer a little incentive for people to share um, and for people to review, which I'm, I've been thinking about fun incentives for reviews and I'll get back to you soon on that one. Um, let me know if anything like pops into your head is like, oh my God, this would be so fun. I would totally, <laughs> I probably if you message me saying like, I would totally leave a review if you did this. You're probably the sort of person who would already just go leave a review. But uh, that brings me to the point of for the rest of your homework, please do subscribe, rate and review. And of course, share this podcast with anything with anyone that you think might like it. It really does help this podcast get discovered. And, um, you know, the more people are actually interested in what I say, the more reasons I have to say it and um, the more resources I can invest in saying it. So that's that. With that, have an absolutely wonderful, magical day, a beautiful, joyous, magical, enchanting new year. Um, a lovely Capricorn season or whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you soon here on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with witchcraft that works. Because what other kind of witchcraft would you want to use? <laughs>